What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. I believe this is episode three of the OSU. The, thank you, Marcus. Episode four of the Mad Oregon State Marcus Adam Dean Wrestling Podcast. Of course, Marcus Trevino, Dan R- Dean Rule, Adam Ingle. But hey, we've got a special guest this afternoon. Andres De Los Santos, a student reporter of the Daily Barometer, the school newspaper at Oregon State University. Andres, man, how's it going? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, really glad you guys reached out to me. Thank you guys. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So I guess the, the first thing, uh, just, just I kind of was interested. I wanted to reach in because Chris Pendleton, of course, a – former Oklahoma State wrestler. He is the first year, the head coach at Oregon State. So if you could, could you please just talk a little bit about how his hiring has kind of transformed the, the Oregon State program? Well, one thing for sure, um, when Jim Zaleski, a former Oregon State coach, left, it was a huge shock to everybody. No one expected it, really. It was a huge shock. And, you know, I remember people were like, who's going to hire next? Who's going to be hired? People were questioning, like, you know, hire this person, this person. And then when the word came out that Chris Pendleton was hired, um, I think a lot of joy was expressed. <laughs> you know, you said already, former Oklahoma State wrestler, assistant coach at Arizona State, which is already a dominant powerhouse in wrestling in general. So him coming to Oregon State, it was huge for the program because, you know, just the success he's had both as a competitor and as a coach, it's really, I guess Oregon State was like, really excited just to see what he could do and bring to the table. And yeah, I mean, I've talked to the members of the wrestling community and they're, they're really glad that uh, he's around. He's a really he's a great person overall. I've talked to him plenty of times and yeah, he's such an amazing person overall too. Yeah. Super cool. So, sounds like it. Uh, Dean, d- d- Dean, uh, did you have a question? Cause I, I know you were, we're going to touch on something like that. I was going to say, what do you think the dynamic is going to be though? Teacher versus student. That people that we're going to see on Sunday. With teacher versus yeah, with Chris Pendleton and John Smith, that, that will be interesting. I never, I didn't think about that, actually. You're right. Yeah. It's, it will be teacher versus student. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's no secret that, you know, the two obviously have a tremendous amount of respect for each other. You know, mm-hmm. um, John Smith coached Chris Pendleton. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. I didn't think about it like that. You're absolutely right. It, it is going to be teacher versus student. And uh, it's going to be a really exciting duel. This is for me. I know for me especially – it's kind of like one of my dream matchups because, you know, both schools, OSU, both orange, both black, both yeah. programs have a rich history in wrestling. So I'm really excited for this duel. And, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Awesome. And so, uh, you know, with a new team or well, with the new coaching staff, I mean, not only Pendleton, but Nate Ingle as assistant coach. I mean, the whole coaching staff, the whole group as a collective is new. So what is the vibe kind of around Corvallis with this new look, with this new look team? Why around Corvallis? Um, well, I've written several different articles talking about um, just what Nate Engle, Nate Engle is primarily, he's my main guy I talked to. Okay, um, cool. Pretty much, he has the same he has the same belief as Pendleton, and all these coaches have the same belief. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just that they they want these guys to succeed both on the mat and in life, and they want these guys to be the best competitors and best people that they can be. And you you said it, the coaching staff it's amazing. Chris Pendleton, um, Nate Engel, another amazing international wrestler, freestyle wrestler, Greco a couple of times, Isaiah Martinez, um, four time Big oh, Ten yeah. champ, two time national champ. That's another huge one. 
So just the vibe around Corvallis, those that are really interested in the wrestling community, those that are like involved in it, they are really excited because that's a tremendous coaching staff. Literally just, you, you, you really, I remember when the news of Pendleton being hired, Rob, everybody was excited. And you guys, Andy Martinez, one of my favorite wrestlers, brother, personally. And Nate Angle too. That's just, that's like, well, what, what else can, what much better can you be? So people were really excited. And the vibe around Corvallis around that is just, they cannot wait. I believe the first, our first home match that is at home is January 30th. Oh, wow. And I okay. think people are really excited to see like what, what they can bring to the table. Are you guys, uh, are you guys uh, having fans? I don't think so. I don't okay. think fans are allowed. Yeah. I think media might be allowed, but I'm not too sure on that, to be honest. Okay. And then, well, so the other question, you know, it, it, there is a good, I guess, nucleus of, of the team returning. Of course, Devin Turner, probably one of the top wrestlers. I think he's at, is, is he at 130? I think he's 133. If, yes, 133. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Uh, so he's returning after a Pac-12 title. What are his expectations for him this season? Well, if I'm being honest, um, so o- o- Oregon State, um, as you guys know, they faced off against North Dakota State, South Dakota mm-hmm. State, and Missouri, pretend the country. Mm-hmm. Devin Turner, I mean, as most sure. wrestlers do, not you're not going to win every match. Sure. Of course. And Devin Turner, unfortunately – he lost all three of his matches. Yeah. And uh, I'll break down. I have the stats right here. All right. Um, North Dakota State lost against um, Kellen March, unranked, um, by major decision, 14 to 5. Then he lost to number 23, Zach Price from South Dakota State, by decision, 6 3. Then against Missouri, he lost to number 10, Matt Schmidt, by major decision, 12 0. So yeah. he lost all of his matches, which, you know, returning Pac 12 champ, it's. Not saying it's not supposed to happen, but, you know, wrestler is not going to win every match. So I think for him, I think I've talked to him before, too. He's really good at putting his losses behind him. He knows that I think I'm British right now. He's like, I got to know what to work on back to the drawing board. So for him, I think uh, I think just this, this these duels were a good wake up call, would say, because granted, this like no one really expected this season to happen, just the pandemic and everything. So I think for him, it's going to be just. Just pick up where he left off and get back on that dominant track he's on. Absolutely. I'll say I'm a little disappointed we're not going to get to see him versus uh, Fix. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I agree. Danny Fix, another one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, you think of Danny Fix, you think of the questionable call and say finals where yeah. um, Seriano grabbed his headgear, which I, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I don't think you grabbed it. That's just my, yeah. that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess Neiman is going to go for OS, for Oklahoma State. I think at 133 this weekend. So I think I mean both redshirt seniors. I think it's going to be interesting. But I mean I think we'd all rather well or not rather, but I think it'd all be interesting to see Fix versus Turner there. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. So which matchup are you guys looking forward to the most then? Since we're not getting that one. Oh man, I'm interested for 184. Yeah. Yes. Boy, I was going to mention year. that too. Yes. Yeah. I just there's so many like. I don't know. I don't know about. I followed a little bit of the black versus orange doing mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, in terms of like individual wrestlers, I'm excited to see. Um, Brandon Kaler, um, 125. Oh yeah. Really excited. To see. He's really good on top, and he's really good with pins too. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see what he can do. Grant Willits, another guy. He won two matches. He was one of the I think one of three Oregon State wrestlers to win two matches and the at the quad doing me. Mm-hmm. He's another guy that I'm really excited to see. 
um, just because he's such a cool guy in general. I've talked to him so many times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he has upset capability. His brother, too, Hunter Willits. Um, he's coming back from a red shirt. I think he won a match, but just um, – I think a lot of these guys, like, granted, you know, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, unranked schools. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that these guys didn't come in prepared, but I think that both schools put up a fight definitely mm-hmm. against – well, the, the other thing you have to remember is that, you know, this is the first match in a while. And n- not only that, but, but you know, in this COVID environment, the, normally these guys are used to wrestling one match a day. Now, now they, with the uh, COVID, I mean, Sunday, they wrestled three matches in a day with, you know, just on the body, the fatigue and stuff. And I was, I was actually watching the Oregon State NDSU duel on flow. And what I realized from, Taylor, I mean, he he looked good, but you know, his, yeah. the 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 thir- his third period, his, his stamina just kind of sputtered a little bit. But yeah, the, with one twenty five, I think that'll be a good match. Kaylor versus, if it is, uh, Trevor Master Giovanni, a highly oh, a highly touted true freshman. And the thing is, one twenty five, you know, uh, Master Giovanni is a Master Giovanni is a big big. Big, big 125-er. So he's, big, big, big I agree. Yeah, he's got some good quickness to him. His his defense is probably one of his strengths as well. So looking forward to that. Now, yeah, the, the other thing is, uh, you know, like you said, the Willets. And, but how are the, how are the uh, heavier weights for Oregon State? What's the limit for heavyweights? 184 and above? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just – yeah. Have you 184. Wait. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. 184. Uh, Ryan Reyes, he made his debut against, um, I believe, North Dakota State. He was another one of the three guys that won uh, two matches. Okay. Um, Ryan Reyes, uh, California State champ. Uh, he went to Gilroy High School. I mean, oh, okay. Was, his, yeah. his high school coach was uh, Daniel Cormier. Actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember uh, there's like a whole like documentary That's on so, it. Yeah. Super cool. cool. <laughs> so, um, he wrestled at 195s in high school. That 180, what's it, five in high school? Yeah. So he's at 184, and it was a little bit of weight. But um, I don't know if these guys saw his matches, but he looked really good too. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he has a starting spot going 184, 197. It's kind of a toss up, just because um, there's only one guy. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, Jake Dixon. Um, actually no, excuse me. Ryan Reyes is both at 184, 187, so he goes back and forth. But the main guy for um. 197 was J.J. Dixon, and he only won one match, and that was just the decision when against North Dakota State. So, um, but don't, don't get me wrong. J.J. Dixon's really good on top, too. His yeah. mat returns, just, I don't know if you guys seen his matches a little bit, but he's really good on top in, in terms of letting the guy stand up, return them easily, and keep doing it like 15 times the guy gets tired. He struggles a little bit on, on offense, on his feet, and on bottom a little bit, but then he's a big guy, so you can't really expect much out of him. And, uh, Heavyweight is another one too. Um, we lost our former heavyweight. He was Jamarcus Grant, transferred to um, Purdue. Oh wow! And he was really good. He was really good at all three phases, top, bottom, neutral. But now, um, yeah, Brian Barnes. Uh, Brian Barnes last season, I believe he, yeah, 2019 only. He would have record of five and three, but four pins. So oh, wow. it's not, it's not like we're like we're like lost. But you know, I think uh, Jamarcus Grant would definitely was the better wrestler, but. Brian Marge is stepping up. He did lose both of his matches against uh, North Dakota State and South Dakota State. But then again, it's the first tournament of the season. 
So you, you can't really expect all these guys to go perfect 3-0 every single time. Is, sure. is Hayden still a, a viable option at heavyweight, in your opinion? Hayden. Hayden still? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hayden. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen much of him since 2019. Uh, he went 4-6. He won three matches by fall. Losing record looks bad, but then again, it's college, different ball game, and three matches by oh, fall. Sure. And well, that's yeah. pretty dominant. Well, I was going to say uh, heavyweight it is for Oklahoma State. It, it's a weight that is still kind of questionable because Austin Harris, who coached John Smith, did say he would be their starter. He, he said he was hurt, so unavailable for the – for the uh, orange and black duel, although Smith did say he could be back, but you know that that's it's interesting because you have uh, two. I think it was like it was two freshmen, either a redshirt or just a true freshman at the orange and black duel, and that was crazy because that was that was a heavyweight match that went to like three overtime periods, and it was I mean it was it was dull to be honest with you. There was not much between the two guys, so that'll be. Certainly interesting. Now, because this is a like, well, this is a tri tri triangular duel. Now, you guys are actually wrestling uh, Little Rock, right? Yes, Little Rock. Okay. And um, last season we uh, blanked him. I think we beat him like four. Oh wow! Yeah, and, and that's crazy because well, Little Rock will be in Stillwater this week on Sunday, but they aren't. But Oklahoma State doesn't wrestle them until next week. So Little Rock's coming to Stillwater, but they're not wrestling to OSU. Which is which, oh, is, which is kind I of know that. so. But uh, Chattanooga is the other team I just wanted to touch on a little bit because they're you know uh, both I guess you could say both OSU's are wrestling them this weekend. Now they blanked, like you said, um, they blanked a Division two team, uh, Emmanuel College, forty three to nothing. So and you know it, it's a D two school forty eight or four. Yeah, thank oh, wow, you. I, I stand corrected. Wow. Um, but, uh, but, uh, Fabian Gutierrez, a 125er, he was a, I think he was a Southern conference, I, I maybe runner up it, but, but he's ranked, he's ranked, um, I forget exactly what bit, but he's ranked at 125. He, it, it'll be a good match for, uh, Master Giovanni or, uh, Kaler, really, uh, whomever, but looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good match for sure. Well, it's in Master Giovanni, and I think it's another guy. Just, I think typically college wrestling, you get these freshmen, freshmen like you know, like oh, like they look under mm-hmm. them, but in reality, mm-hmm. they can just come out of nowhere and strike. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> we all remember what Dayton Fix did his exactly. freshman year. Yeah, exactly. He went, he, he went over, out to the yeah, went to the national title, and that's the thing. Um, Oklahoma State, they have their freshman class. They have the number one as I guess as a collective freshman class. AJ Ferrari. AJ. <laughs> Yeah, 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 he'll definitely be fun to watch. Did he and wrestle the one collective? He did. He did. He wrestled Luke Serber, and it's crazy because Luke Serber is a three-time Oklahoma State champion, so that's still really good. But then you have AJ Ferrari. I mean, geez, you, you know, uh, <laughs> well, I, I was just saying, yeah. I mean, if you have both those guys, one ninety-seven is you, that, def- that's gonna be good yeah, you definitely do not have to worry about depth at all. But, yeah, l- looking forward to – for, uh, you know, more matches for Oklahoma State to finally wrestle this weekend or, I guess, yep. uh, competitively against another team. Do you guys have any more – Dean, Marcus, any guys, any more thoughts? 
Yeah, what do, you, what do you think of Oregon State's depth? Do you think it's going to be a problem this year, or do you think they're pretty deep for, for 2021? Uh, in terms of depth, yeah, depth, not depth, depth, <laughs> um, there's a lot of it. It's just a matter of who to put, wh- who to put where and when. Because so for – let me pull out my notes real quick. So against like, – like I said, um, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and Missouri – the normal starter for 165 is um, Aaron Almos, retro senior. Um, last season, 12 and five record. He plays fifth in Pac-12 last um, last year, but he didn't really he didn't start at all. He didn't wrestle at all. It was um, Dylan. I'm saying this right, Dylan Yolray. He's a retro senior. He's a transfer from he went to Clackamas in Arizona State, and I guess he oh, followed wow. Hamilton came to Oregon State. So we had a 4-3 record as a redshirt junior, but Yore didn't really, if I'm not wrong, he didn't win any matches. Huh. Yeah, he didn't win any matches. So um, it's just, and it makes you wonder, was that, was, did Aaron not wrestle because he was injured or missed weight, which I doubt he did, but, or did Pendleton and the rest of the coaching staff try to get some of these newer guys experience, which is good mm-hmm. because you don't always want to feed your old guy experience because he's used to this, you know, he's a retro senior. He's been through the ringer. You gotta, you gotta give the new guys and, and always not new, but he's new to the program. So you gotta give these new guys experience with, first of all, just more wrestling, more mat time. You gotta give them experience with hearing the coach's voice and like what the coach expects sure. of them, what they expect of the coach. So what was the original question? Oh yeah. Depth. <laughs> so there's a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I think, as the season progresses, Pendleton and the rest of that, they'll be more strategic as to who to put where and when. Like, for example, um, if it's a high-ranked opponent, they're going to put um, at 133, they're probably going to put Devin Turner there because Devin Turner, I believe that Devin Turner did have a hiccup. He'll be back normal. But if the match is on the line and it's Devin Turner or some new guy, they're going to give it to Turner because oh, you know, sure. he's been there before. Unless, of course, Turner's injured or whatever. But um, I think just... I think it's more of like a guessing game, you know. You gotta like feed yeah. the wolves a little bit. You're not gonna be perfect every single time. Just figure out who goes where, what goes where, and I think from there they'll be fine with in terms of depth. And then, do you think just obviously new head coach program is gonna go in a different direction? You talked obviously Oregon State's a historic wrestling program. Their most recent run was kind of right there in the middle 2010s. They had all those Pac-12 champions mm-hmm. championships, but uh, how far away do you think they are from competing against Arizona State? Oh, Arizona State's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they got the Valencia brothers. Uh, Ja'Cory team is another good guy. Um, I could go down the line. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, in terms of being neck and neck, um, I don't know. Just, of course, new coaching staff, um, things aren't going to click, obviously. You know, you got to mm-hmm. give time for things to settle in, flow down. But then again, you got to wait for the, you know, Anthony Valencia and the rest of the good guys from Arizona State to graduate. So um, it might – I'm, I give it maybe two, three years. I would say that's a rough guesstimate as to when um, they'll be neck and neck with each other. But yeah, I think that duel too. I cannot wait for that because it's, it's going to be another one. Um, teacher versus yeah. student, Pendleton yeah. coaching Zeke Jones. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's something I've, well, with Pendleton, but even John Smith, that's what I've realized. I mean, the disciples, if you want to call of John Smith, it's so far reaching. I mean, there's, uh, college coaches that, you know, were under John Smith as wrestlers all over the country. You know, Mark Branch at Wyoming, the North Carolina head coach, Army, 
for goodness sakes. Now, the other thing I wanted to add was, you know, Pac-12, you know, wrestling is so much different. I guess conference structure and just teams really is so much in wrestling so much different from any other sport. You know, there's like, for example, there's Utah Valley, North Dakota state, South Dakota state, all those teams in the, in big 12 for wrestling. But uh, you know, are, are you seeing the, the pac 12 as a wrestling conference starting to rise a little bit or. Uh Honestly, I would love to say yes. Don't get me wrong. I would love to say okay. yes. But honestly, I don't think so because um, so many schools have cut their wrestling programs. So, for example, um, not just even in the Pac-12, in general, um, Eastern Michigan, mm-hmm. um, Old Dominion, oh, there's so many more. Stanford, too, right? Stanford, too. Well, Stanford, yep. they're, quote, quote, they're going to wait. They're going to wait this year out and then cut their program. Okay. So okay. that's going to leave – literally. so it's Oregon State now. It's Oregon State, Arizona State. Um, Cal Poly, Cal State Bakersfield, Little Rock, and Stanford. But next yeah. season's only going to be five schools. Whereas before, wow. it was, I believe, we had Boise State. There was so many other schools that had a chance for wrestling. And, you know, like, now that that's gone, like, no, I mean, I wouldn't say that um, the Pac-12 is a wrestling conference. But then mm-hmm. again, for the, for the kids going up in California, Washington, Oregon, it's so convenient because you're not, you're living not like that far away from home. Whereas, so... You know, I, I look at Travis Whitlick, and oh, I'm not surprised yeah. that he left Oregon to go to wrestle Oklahoma State because, literally, Oklahoma State, if you watch, go on YouTube, look at the past dual meets, they're, those dual meets like, are amazing both in competition, performance, and fan environment. So I'm really not surprised that he left, you know, he didn't, he didn't take the chance to go to the Pac-12 school to go to the Big 12 school where it is, that Big 12 is more of a, a – um, a wrestling conference. Big Ten, obviously, they're a huge wrestling conference. So, yeah, I really don't think that the Pac-12 is a um, wrestling conference. And, you know, I've talked to uh, Nate Engel, actually. Nate Engel, yeah. he he coached at Stanford. So, he came wow. from Stanford, Oregon State. And I remember I interviewed him, and um, he talked about how um, it's very unfortunate that um, these um, there's not a lot of programs in the Pac-12, you know, Oregon, Washington, California – that don't offer the sport of wrestling because it is a really good sport. It's a, it's, it's a grueling hard sport. It's not for everybody, but it teaches you so much, teaches you accountability, leadership, um, you know, working hard for what you want, um, being independent, being responsible, it teaches you so much. And, uh, but yeah, with that gone, it doesn't, it, it makes kids like Travis Whitlake and makes them have to leave, you know, their hometowns and find somewhere new where, find somewhere where like their conference and the schools accept them. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that, I, I see it. Well, something I've noticed, this is kind of sort of off topic, but I mean, I've realized that there's lots of talent in Montana and, and Montana doesn't, yeah. there's yeah. not a, there's not a wrestling program in the state of Montana. So you have, you know, uh, guys wrestle at Iowa state. I mean, I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think there, I think there's a Montana guy on the Oregon state team. I, I could yeah, be. There's a, I'm looking for him right now, but there's a Montana state champ somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I can't, I, I don't remember the guy now, but. There was this guy um, on, his, on the team right now, currently. Let me see if I can find him. But he wrestled in Montana. Mm-hmm. Then he went to University of Washington. Then he transferred to Oregon State to wrestle. Oh, wow. So um, Riley oh, Gurr? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Yes. That's that's him. Him. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, like him. You know, Washington, it's a Pac-12 school because obviously Pac-12 football, basketball, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But they don't have a wrestling program. Yeah, and uh, Brandon Kaler, and, it, and I remember uh, I watched an interview with Brandon Kaler, 
and um he talked about how he was born in, he was born in washington he's from uh, i believe uh spokane uh Booney lake washington yeah he talked about um um he always wanted to wrestle in college and his two choices were were um boise state and oregon state but because Boise State cut their program when he was a senior, he decided to come to Oregon State. And that leaves you wondering. Boise State was another, really another dominant Pac-12 um, wrestling comp, uh, opponent. Now that's gone. And the history along with, you know, Jason Chamberlain, you know, like just their history is pretty much, it's gone, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all I see at least. Well, no, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, it, wrestling, I mean, it's unfortunate for high school student athletes to be playing college, there's already—I mean, their odds are already stacked against them. But with wrestling, yeah. when you have, uh, well, I mean, it, not to say that there's lim- there's few options, but the options are limited in in college. You, you know, com- compared to you know football programs or basketball programs, really. Yeah, so, but no, hey, I, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add? Appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. Yeah, so, thanks, man. Once again, guys, once again, Andres De Los Santos, a student reporter covering Oregon State wrestling for the Daily Barometer. And I think that just about Wait, does it. We need, yeah. we, we forgot the most important part. What's your prediction for Sunday? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'm really bad at predictions. Uh, so, okay, I did, I did some little historical research. Okay. And um, so this, this, isn't the, this isn't the first time these two schools meet. Oh, yeah, I've seen that as but, well. But um, uh, overall, against Oklahoma State, uh, or uh, the Beavers are 0-4 against them. Last time they yeah. met, December 14, 2003, which is a loss, 38-6. to 2003? <laughs> 2003? 2003? Wow. Last time they met. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I looked on that. I'm assuming the same website you did. And it was so yeah. weird how they had the numbers because, like, 38 was on the side of Oregon State. I was like, whoa, OSU lost by that much. But then yeah. uh, there was- so of course, of course, me being the Oregon State student, a Rogue student, yeah. lover, sure. I want to say that Oregon State's gonna win, yeah. but I'm being realistic here. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I do think that Oklahoma State is going to win. I don't think it's not gonna be a blowout. Yeah, I say that it won't be a blowout. I mean, pretty close. I think that now that um, you know, Oregon State got their feet wet a little bit, mm-hmm. they're gonna be a lot better performance wise. But I do still think that Oklahoma State comes out with the victory just because they're such a dominant powerhouse. And John Smith has so many tricks up his sleeves. So I do yeah. think that um, Oklahoma State is going to win this one. I'm sorry for any Oregon State fans listening, but I just, just I do think that um, Oklahoma State is going to win this one. Well, can, you so predi- Go ahead. can you predict victories over Chattanooga and Little Rock for Oregon State at least? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. So, Chattanooga, um, don't get me wrong, good program. Yeah. Over the years, they've struggled a little bit. They haven't had an NCAA All-American and uh, someone on me out here numbers a long time. Yeah. <laughs> of I, course, Little I Rock. Remember exactly. But... Yeah. Of course, Little Rock brand new program, and I will say that um, you know, we blanked them last year, of course, but mm-hmm. all those matches were a fight. No one went down easily. So I think Oregon State comes out on top against Little Rock, and against Chattanooga. It won't be a blowout again, but I think Oregon State's going to win that one as well. Yeah, it, it'll Those be interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to uh, going back to G, G, GIA on Sunday, watching some college wrestling. So once again, Andres De Los Santos, a student reporter, student of Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma, 
of Oregon State University. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Andres, where can we find your stuff? Uh, your oh, yeah, Twitter, okay. uh... oh uh, on my Twitter, Instagram, sure. So my Twitter, what is my Twitter name? Let me get my real quick. <laughs> my Twitter handle is um, at Andres, A-N-D-R-E-S, underscore D-L-S-04. That's also my Instagram. And um, if you want to follow the Daily Barometer on Instagram too, it's um, at the Daily Borrow. T-H-E-D-A-L-D-A-I-L-Y-B-A-R-O. And um, anything Oregon State Media related, just look up orangemedianetwork.com. And awesome. as always, don't forget to check out our stuff with the Ocali. I just had a, uh, an article drop a few minutes ago. Yeah. Check that out. Um, Adam and Dean stuff as well. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I, I will say I, I, I like that we are building a you know student reporter network if uh, – uh, if you will. So that, that's awesome yeah. that we were, that's awesome. We were able to reach out and get you on the podcast. So yeah, thanks. Thanks again for listening. We will talk to everyone next week.